Hello and welcome. My name is Brent Weaver and this is the Digital Agency Show. The podcast that goes behind the scenes with today's top agencies and entrepreneurs. I am really glad you're here. And once again, it's time to transform your business mindset. Hey, what's up, digital agency owners, podcast listeners. Before I introduce today's guest, I want to ask you a quick question. Are you currently stressed out, cash crunched, or fed up with your business? If you feel this way, you might think that you have a lead generation problem, or maybe it's the area you live in, or maybe this market has become too competitive. Maybe you think that your business can't be turned around, but I want you to think again. In my many years of experience, I can tell you now that it's probably something much deeper that you're not likely even aware of yet. It's like a client that comes to you saying that they need a website or Facebook ads or maybe a mobile app developed, but they don't even realize the deeper challenge or opportunity that's blocking them from success. Now, if you'd like to find out what your deeper challenge is, then I want to invite you to apply for a YouGuru's Agency Freedom Session, where we'll dig into those underlying issues and get you moving like never before. The aha moments will shift the way you think forever, and you'll finally get the answers as to why your business hasn't taken off. The number one most important decision to rapidly grow your business starts by booking your agency freedom session today. Go to yougurus.com slash apply to start your application process for this free call. Once again, go to yougurus.com slash apply to get started. All right, let's introduce today's guest. Hey, what's up, podcast listeners, digital agency owners. Welcome to another episode of the Digital Agency Show. I'm your host, Brent Weaver, and today we are hanging out with Pia Silva. She is an entrepreneur, speaker, Forbes contributor, author of the book, Badass Your Brand, and the host of the podcast, Show Your Business, Who's Boss, which recently launched. She helps entrepreneurs badass their brand and build lucrative lifestyle businesses full of freedom. Pia, welcome back to the program. Great to be here always with you, Brent. Yeah, thank you. And uh, it's been a little while since we've had you on the show. So we always love having guests come back and doing a little bit of update on kind of what's new in their business. And one of the reasons I actually reached out to to Pia to have her on the show was because of, um, I think, how you're showing up right now with your social media marketing, how you are communicating to your followers, given everything that's been going on the last couple of months around COVID. And, uh, and actually when we're recording this, you know, there's been a lot of the, uh, the protests and riots and all that kind of stuff. And I think the way that you're showing up with within your market is, um, is really awesome. So, so, uh, yeah, I mean, tell us a little bit about that. I mean, I think a lot of business owners and maybe agency owners in, in specifically might be a little bit hesitant to, jump into the fray. And I don't think you have had that hesitation, or at least it hasn't shown on the outside. I mean, what's what's been your process for this? <laughs> well, first of all, I really appreciate that. Um, I What was the process? I feel like I've been on such a roller coaster with this, as I'm sure we all have. Because when it first happened, I was feeling this huge set of emotions. And then as the weeks went on, those emotions shifted and changed. And I think... What I decided to do online and, you know, on Instagram, but also I have a Facebook group where I really interact with people um, pretty regularly was just share exactly what I was thinking (laughs) and just share exactly what my process is. Because unlike unlike all entrepreneurs, my, I am my target market. So what I'm doing and how I'm thinking about my business is going to be the advice that I give to the people who are following me. So I just tried to be really open and honest and talk about the things. I always like to talk about the things I know people 
other people don't talk about. And I always like to talk about things the way other people don't talk about it, if I can help it. And this was a particularly... This was a particular opportunity to do that because the first thing that I always go to in times of crisis or in times of, you know, growth and and planning for abundance is the numbers and that's like an example of something. The money and the numbers is a thing that a lot of people don't like to really talk about or be very transparent about. So I love and I love talking about numbers and money. So I just kind of leaned into those aspects of it and also just try to be really honest with people that you know, nobody has the answers and let's all just be in this together. But trying to come from a place of just because I don't have the answers doesn't mean I can't share how I'm approaching this. And maybe that'll help you. Yeah. I think a lot of, um, and I am interested to hear an example. You mentioned, you said you go to the money and numbers kind of in, in crisis as a, as a kind of a, a fallback. What, what, what do you mean by that? Can you give us an example? Yeah. So um, I kind of live and die by my Excel sheets. Anyone that's like I'm coaching laughs at me because how much I love Excel. Because, you know, this, let's say this COVID thing happened and then everybody started to freak out about what it meant for their business, their lives, their lifestyle, whatever, what have you. And to me, freaking out or being very fearful comes from a place of uh, not, not knowing. So and not knowing specifically about what's going to happen with the money. I think that's where a lot of fear came, right? Oh, I'm going to lose all my clients. What's going to happen? I'm not going to have any money. I'm going to what, go into debt. I'm going to have to lose my house, whatever it is. And to me, getting a real handle on what the actual reality of the situation is helped me get out of that fear mode and actually get into reality. Um, so, you know, I have these spreadsheets that I use to do financial planning and projections for my business. And they not only include sales and prices and um and how much you know my budget you know or how much i spend on things but they also include access to capital you know access to cheap capital i use i use resources probably more than most you know i am all about increasing um my credit line for low interest access to money um you know using i i have been using Low and zero percent credit cards to fund growth in my business for years. I almost never pay interest on any of this stuff, um, or I pay very little for very short amounts of time. So, those are the different ways: looking at the cash flow, looking at the the cash in and out, and also looking at the amount of money that is available. Looking at the cash in the bank, looking at the cash in the investment accounts, in the retirement accounts, money I wouldn't touch, money I don't want to touch, and then after that knowing, having such a clear handle on the situation that I realized, oh, actually, we could literally not have a client for like six months and we would still be totally fine. Okay, well, now I can work with that. So that's what I mean. Just kind of coming from a place of maybe that that fear, anxiety, you go to the numbers, you get clear, you get a grip on the reality. And then that kind of like what I'm hearing from you is that kind of makes that anxiety goes away and allows you to get back to functioning and focusing on what's in front of you. And also gets back to making decisions from a place of clarity. So for example, and I'm not going to take complete credit for this because I definitely had my moments in the beginning, especially where I immediately went to, how can we make money right now? Because I'm anticipating I'm anticipating that I'm not going to have income in the next couple of months that I was expecting. And my husband, Steve, is the one who said, Pia, like literally nothing has happened yet. Like nothing is different. I understand you are anticipating that, but we actually don't know what's going to happen. And he was right. That was a good 
way to look at it. And uh, by looking at the numbers, I stopped going to this, I don't know, knee-jerk reaction of, oh, I have to like come up with new things to sell and start pivoting my business left and right. And actually, I have a bunch of ideas from that moment when I thought, oh, I need to offer smaller things or you know, I need to package things in a different way that'll be more palatable to the current market. But I have all these things that I could sell at any moment that I think would sell pretty pretty quickly and easily. But I haven't pulled them out yet because I realized, no, I'm launching this podcast and I have all these plans and I can just keep doing those for the next couple of months. I don't need to race to cash in hand now. Which by the way, is kind of how I always approach business. And I think business owners should. It's about taking a long-term view, looking at a long-term vision, having a plan and not just going month to month. But this COVID thing kind of sent me out of whack a little bit. And it felt like it was a different situation. But when I looked at the numbers, I realized it's not that different from any other time there's some uh, you know, disruptions in your business. You've talked about... And it's interesting that you bring up access to capital and credit and debt. I know you have talked about part of your kind of uh, uh, figuring it out story has been that uh, you you kind of built a business that was draining cash and, and you were going into debt and that was a situation that you got into. You, uh, But you also mentioned that you continue to use debt as a tool. I know I talked to agency owners and business owners that through this crisis have, you know, been adamant. Oh, we don't ever put things on, you know, credit card or we don't ever, you know, we don't ever take on any debt, which I I think is an interesting position. I think at different times, like at least for me as an entrepreneur, we've definitely used debt as a tool. You mentioned that you at least looked at that or at least kind of got your ducks in a row to see what you had available during this this crisis. I mean, did your uh, kind of nightmare story change your view on taking on debt and leveraging credit at all? It is so interesting that you ask that because absolutely. In fact, when I wrote... So I had this moment, right, where I was in at the time, $40,000 of debt, which was my max at the time, which is like laughable at this point. But at the time, that was the worst case scenario. And I even talk about it in my book and in a lot of my articles I've written about it as debt. Since then, I have pushed the amount of money that I have borrowed to invest in my business, to grow faster, to get places faster, way beyond $40,000 and not considered it debt at all, considered it smart investment. And so now from this place, what is it? Six years later, I look back on that $40,000 and I go, that wasn't debt. That was the cost of me learning all of those lessons that allowed me to build this business that paid that debt back pretty quickly and then some. And wow, isn't that amazing that you can look at... I mean, I wish I could go back and whisper that in my own ear because I would have been looking at it very differently. I hear people say, you know, I don't want debt very proudly. I used to be like that too. Like I'm not, you know, I don't owe anything. But I don't look at it like that anymore because to me, there's two ways to do it. You can grow your business and save cash and then spend that cash on growing your business more. Or you can borrow money, ideally at a zero, low to no interest, grow the business now and make that cash faster because of it. And it's just... I mean, it's literally the same thing. It's just about how emotionally... How you feel about it emotionally. Because if on paper, it's just numbers. And big businesses do it all the time. We're seeing these businesses collapse right now. They're all 
completely over-leveraged. I am never suggesting that. But I am suggesting leveraging the, the credit available just like all these other businesses, just being really smart about it. I think that's a really... Uh, uh, I don't hear that message enough. I hear a lot of, you know, don't use debt, don't be in debt. And, and I love to hear you talking about using it as a tool. Uh, I definitely fall, fall more in, in your camp. Obviously, we don't want to be over-leveraged. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, it is hard, right? When you have a business that's, you know, especially an early stage business, uh, you know, we, we definitely leveraged debt. I mean, at one point we were, uh, you know, couldn't pay our, our employees had, uh, had not paid our rent in a while and, uh, mm-hmm. and we needed to get kind of an emergency injection of cash. And we definitely took our business a little bit more serious, um, after we had that loan, it, it, but it gave us the, the oxygen to kind of keep, keep moving. And I think a lot of people with the COVID stuff, you know, I mean, they get that oxygen sucked out of their business with, you know, losing clients or, uh, or maybe not, you know, clients aren't paying on time, things like that. And I think that you do need that oxygen, that cash in your business in order to function. And as you said, to, uh, to make those decisions from a place of clarity. Absolutely. And, and also using, I think it's about the mindset of how you approach that money. Like I I do know people who don't want debt and are very scared of credit cards, but they've also been very irresponsible <laughs> with credit cards and they don't trust themselves. And, you know, if you don't trust yourself to be responsible to, you know, manage and maintain and keep track of and have a plan in place to pay that back. And again, ideally without paying much of any interest, if you don't have that plan in place and the wherewithal and the commitment to saying, I'm going to make sure this happens, then you shouldn't do it. You know, I, I would, and I always, I kind of always put that caveat in because I want people to understand, oh no, if you're, if you're going to just wildly spend on things that are not going to grow your business and you have, you know, you know that you're irresponsible, then don't do it. But for those that are the kind of people who are very committed to making their business work and will not stop at anything to make sure that it does, I think that that is, it's kind of silly not to leverage those resources. And it is more about your fear of not trusting yourself. So I recommend looking at what that is because if you can get over that fear and build that trust in yourself where you know, when I say I'm going to figure this out, it may take me longer than I think because it always does, right, Brent? <laughs> but but I will not stop till I figure it out. If you can really commit to yourself for that, then then there's no reason not to use these resources. I want to come back to the topic of showing up to our audience, showing up to our followers, showing up even to our clients. Uh, you mentioned earlier that you don't, you know, just because you don't know what to say doesn't necessarily mean that you can't say anything. We've been through a couple of, I mean, we can just say at the very least, 2020 has been a very interesting year. Uh, oh God, you yes. know, a couple months ago, we were kind of navigating this macroeconomic crisis, pandemic there was a lot of feelings and emotion that were going on. I think you did a really great job at, or have been doing a great job at communicating about that, of that, you know, just because COVID is going on doesn't mean that you can't sell or doesn't mean that you can't, you know, keep running your business and keep helping people. And I think a lot of your messaging around that has been awesome. Now, more recently with, uh, with the George Floyd and, and kind of Black Lives Matter and these protests, uh, you've, it seems like you've continued to stay in the dialogue, stay out there. I mean, I, I don't think I personally have done a very good job at all of doing this. And I think I've, I've been watching you and several others that have been doing an awesome job at this. It's a much more politically charged thing. I mean, I think a lot of people, it's not that they're not sure what they should be saying. I mean, they're straight up maybe scared to get into the conversation yes. because they might 
you know, the last thing you want to do is like polarize your customer base, you know, like yeah. you realize that maybe you're, you didn't like, you know, have your clients when they, when they, uh, you know, sign up with your service, like, you know, please tell me about your political values. I mean, that's, that's not, that's not right. it. Uh, or tell me about how you feel about racism. Right. Uh, so with something like George Floyd, where it's a lot more politically charged and a lot more culturally charged, I mean, are, are there anything that you've been doing in terms of your process, in terms of how to communicate about this? I mean, are you kind of checking over your copy a few times or uh, how, how are you, how are you <laughs> yeah. kind of getting into this conversation? Well, I have been watching everyone also because I've been wanting to see what I appreciate and don't appreciate and what makes me kind of feel a little icky <laughs> versus feel empowered or like thankful that somebody is saying something. I have to say, I have stayed off of politics online until this weekend. I mean, completely. I've actually been pretty adamant about the fact that I like to keep my brand and my company as the only thing online. So I almost never post anything about my personal life unless it has to do with my business. I posted the first picture of my kid on like on my birthday a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> He's two years old. That's the first photo I've ever posted of him online. Or I posted like a side view once, but... And politics is one of them. I am like a political junkie. Like I am listening to, po to politics podcasts all day long. So the fact that I don't post about it online is such a... It's such a clear decision on my part. And for all those reasons you said, and also because it didn't feel like it had a place. But I feel very strongly about these things and I'm, I'm you know in many ways, very uh, up-to-date on these topics. So for me, actually, all of this happening partially was a bit of a like catharsis. Like, oh, I can finally say a few things that I have been not wanting to say. I only made one post. It felt like you could, I couldn't say anything that somebody wouldn't disagree with. So I, I really spit that thing out. It, honest, like... This is honest. I read it over once and I just posted it. And I was like, I'm not going to worry about if people, you know, whatever they have to say about it, everyone's got an opinion. This is what I think. It has to be okay. And again, like I'm, I mean, I am in my, in my personal life, so liberal in my views that, yeah, you know, people need to know where I stand. I think that was part of it. I read, somebody said something somewhere that really resonated with me. They said, people shouldn't have to guess where you stand. Because I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want to get involved for the same reasons. I didn't want to say the wrong thing. I didn't want to um, say something that would be taken out of context or misinterpreted. I didn't want to pretend that my... Vo I didn't want to seem like I thought what I had to say was the most you know, important. Like I wanted to let other people who are more informed speak um, instead. But when that person said, people shouldn't have to guess where you stand, um, that made me feel like, okay... I got to say something. So I said, so I put one post up. I said my piece. This is what I think. And then I've just been posting how I've been trying to just be helpful. So that's the other thing. Posting on social media felt so trite and so kind of, I mean, lame, honestly. I felt lame to post on social media about this stuff, but I found it so helpful that other people were sharing resources and posts that were very informative. And so I said, well, I find that helpful. So that's what I'm going to do. So that kind of also broke the barrier. So, I mean, that's just, that was my thought process and nobody's going to get it right. And I just have to believe that, you know, if you have, if you come at it honestly, then that's it. That's all you can do. So that's what I'm doing. Yeah. 
Hey, what's up, agency owners? As someone that's built hundreds of websites for clients over the last 20 years, I know how important it is to have a content management system that is fast to set up and delivers my clients' websites with the speed the internet demands. If you're looking for a new CMS, I'd like to introduce you to a new platform called Zephyr, a content management system built for power users and agencies. Build websites faster, make clients happier. Find out more at ZephyrCMS.com and get one free site for life and a free theme set up valued at $500. That's ZephyrCMS.com. Now let's get back to our interview. You know, it's interesting that you say this kind of people need to know where you stand and they shouldn't have to guess. I, uh, I've been in group sessions the last few days, uh, pretty much back to back. We have kind of every other week as our, our, our small group week. And in those weeks, I'm pretty much totally like on with my groups, right? That's, that's kind of what we're doing. And, uh, and so I haven't been in my community. It was like last week was, I was on, you know, quote unquote sabbatical. I was kind of away from my computer more than I normally am. Uh, and then, you know, coming into this week, I kind of had my small group stuff going on and I haven't really participated. And I think like 99 times out of a hundred situations in the world, or even 999 times out of a thousand, like that would never have been an issue. I actually had a customer reach out to me today and was like very kind of offended that we had not gotten into the conversation, which I'm actually really thankful for because it kind of validates what you're talking about that, you know, your clients or your customers or your, you know, whatever, uh, if, you know, maybe they're not telling you that they want to know where you stand. Uh, and you think because they're not telling you that they have no interest or that there's no value in that. But, uh, you know, I definitely got a wake up call when I got that message and it was like, Hey, you know, why haven't you posted on this? I was like, Oh, wow. That's, you know, and we actually have been doing the first, I don't know, you know, little bit of all of our group sessions. I've been creating space. So I was like, in my head, I was like, okay, we need to talk about this. So I was doing that with our, with our groups, but it's like, I think people right now are just the, the, the tension is so high that it, I think it's changing the way that people are going to be doing business in the next, you know, for the rest of this year, at least. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, I found myself, and actually that was another reason I posted, I found myself checking certain people's profiles to see what they had to say about it and how they were handling it. And then the people who didn't say anything, it, it, it was just a little confusing. That's all. It was like, is this person like not on social media right now? <laughs> or is this person, to, you know, because here's the thing. It took me a little while. I don't remember when I posted, but it wasn't until maybe Monday because I needed to figure out what I was going to do. And I didn't want to be, I didn't want to just post for the sake of posting until I felt like I knew what I thought. Mm. So, and, and also, you know, you're doing that work and it's okay if you don't post soon enough, you know, you can do it now. And you can say whatever you're going to say. And that's what I'm saying. Like everybody has to do their own, approach this in their own way, as long as it's from an authentic place. I think the worst thing is to just post. And you can tell, it feels like some people just have hopping on the bandwagon, but haven't thought about it too much. Or or maybe they haven't. I mean, I, I just don't want to judge because I know I feel this way. It's like nothing is the right way to do this. <laughs> Everyone's figuring out how to approach this. So I, I tend to be empathetic with everybody because I, I just believe everybody's doing their best. Um, but you know, we're all going to make mistakes. My VA sent out an email today that was scheduled for today. And I completely forgot. I had told her to send that out. And so when I got the email, oh, my heart just sank, <laughs> you know, because I was like, oh no, like what? Wait a second. <laughs> I, I, uh, I just didn't even know that was happening. So I was like a little bummed about that. 
And I was going to write a follow-up, but I I didn't have time to write it quickly enough. I didn't want to just send some, blurt something out. So basically I'm just deciding, you know what? It's okay. Like it was a good email. It had some useful information and I got some good feedback back. So I'm just going to be okay with it. And it might bother somebody and, you know, I have to be okay with that. That's it. Somebody in my community shared, yeah. I mean, you know, the emails, I I think it's one thing to send something that isn't recognizing it. Maybe people realize, I mean, that actually happened to us. We had an email queued up yesterday. Uh, my wife, Emily, actually does kind of our marketing management. So she she kind of, you know, tapped me on the shoulder and was like, hey, supposed to send this email out about whatever, blah, 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 SOPs or whatever. And she's like, I don't think that's really relevant. I'm not going to send it today. I was like, okay, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> but I know somebody, somebody in our community posted this that just, it blew me away. Somebody wrote, you know, the, obviously it was a marketing message getting you to buy their course or whatever. And it was the, the first sentence was like, you know, um, you know, your, your business has the same problem that George Floyd had or something <gasps> crazy. Yeah. It was oh. like, Oh wow. Right. Oh. Like, you know, yeah. that's not, that's, bad. that's probably <laughs> not the right, you know, the that's right bad. line of thinking. That's yeah. That's too bad. That's pretty tone deaf. I mean, I've got a lot of auto emails and I'm not tech going out in various funnels that I am not tech savvy enough to figure out how to like pause and then start up again later. And I'm like too scared to mess it up. And I'm just going to be okay with that. But I would, but those are clearly auto emails. So again, I, I, and I'm getting auto emails and I'm not, and I'm just kind of assuming that as well about them. And you know what? I've actually gotten emails that I'm not assuming that about. And people that I, some people that I know have said that they're also getting those posts that have nothing to do with this and they're finding it kind of nice because they don't want to only be talking about this, you know, gut-wrenching topic. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. You know, I mean, so it depends who it's your audience. It depends who's who's listening. Everyone's going to have a different feeling about it. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like you're seeing stuff about, you know, riots and and protests and then it's like, ooh, I can work out from my bedroom. Like, that's cool. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah. So one thing, you know, and I, and I, I have known this, we've spoken before about kind of your intentionality around your brand. Uh, I actually do remember, uh, I guess it was a couple of weeks ago, maybe, maybe it was even further back than that. I think you had posted kind of a, a work from home picture. I think it was that first time I'd ever seen. That was the actual first time. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it was, I was like, wait, what's going on? I was like, the world must have turned upside down if Pia's got her kids, in, you know, her kid in the post. But, you know, I think that that's, I think you, you do a great job at that, you know, intentional strategy around social media and you've got some constraints and, you know, does that make it easier for you to create content when you kind of have some boundaries around kind of where you normally play in that space? Oh yeah. I mean, to me, that's part of your content strategy, you know, like these are the kinds of posts, these are the kinds of things that I talk about and write about. And these are the kinds of things I do and don't show. I think they keep the brand consistent. And I think consistency in a brand is how you build a brand. It's how you build that uh, that relationship with someone because on some level, even though you want it to be authentic, you also need it to be on topic and you want the people watching to in some ways know what to expect. Like I'm here to hear Pia talk about these topics, you know, and 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 I, and I don't need to see her <laughs> you know, what she cooked for dinner tonight and I don't and I don't need to see her with her kid and when I when I post photos like that photo it was actually two reasons. So one is because it felt really relevant to the moment. 
like I'm stuck in my house with my kid and you never see him. So now this is showing you like, whoa, things are different. And two, because I didn't want to post any of the professional photos that I have that I use in my marketing because it felt tone deaf to the moment of COVID. So all of a sudden, I didn't have any images of myself. So I had to like take photos and that was like one that I was okay with. (laughs) So that's the other part of the story. Fine, I'll use that photo. Yeah, and that's good. I mean, I think it gets back to that authenticity, but I think what your your point there for audience is super important is that it felt relevant to the moment. And I think that's probably one of the biggest mistakes I see people make in terms of their, you know, the content that they're putting out there, or they make the mistake of thinking that their Facebook profile is quote unquote, oh, this is just personal. This is just for me and my friends, Uh, right? And, And then of course, all of their, you know, business associates that are in our program are all friends of theirs and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, I think some people make that mistake of feeling like their social media profile is personal versus business. And I I look at it as all business. Like if you're putting it on the web, Mm -hmm. like it's got to, you know, somebody's going to find it, like a client's going to find it, an employee's going to find it, a team member's going to find it. Like, so I just take the policy. It's all, it's all professional. But I think that that qualifier, like it feels relevant to what's going on versus just something that's going on for you. Yes. There has to be a reason and it has to be a reason for the audience. I think that's the question I always ask myself. If I think something is a little outside of the norm, like, do I have a reason that this is going to benefit my audience? And if I do, then great. And if I don't, then, you know, it's probably too far out there. Well, I definitely want to encourage our listeners, if you haven't yet started following uh, Pia, we'll, we'll link out to your, uh, your, your social profiles, but your Pia loves your biz on, on Instagram. Cause I think you just do such a good job. I think you definitely set a bar for if you want to emulate somebody or see somebody that's doing it really well on social, definitely check out Pia's stuff. You have a, a, a podcast that you have launched. I want to talk about that before we kind of go into our lightning round. You've got, um, so you're a, uh, uh, show your business who's boss. Yeah, you're a podcaster. So congratulations, <laughs> you're author and Thank podcaster, you. right? Uh, yeah. So why 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 a podcast? What what was what pulled you to this platform? Um, because a vlog was too hard, <laughs> and, I was trying, <laughs> and I was trying to do a vlog for two years, and I and I gave up. Um, I'm only half kidding. I don't watch vlog. I was going to do a vlog for so long. And then I realized I don't watch people's vlogs. I listen to podcasts all day long, though, and I like to talk. Ooh this seems like the perfect medium for me. And, you know, I just thought it sounded like a really fun way to take, to kick my marketing up a notch in a way that I could really connect with people. And, you know, at least for now, I'm framing the podcast. I'm I'm only talking to people I already know, and I'm having very unstructured conversations. So we're just chatting. And it's just like you're listening in on me and a friend having coffee, talking about business. And we're, ha- we're just going into very fascinating places. And I've been having a really great time. You know, I, I choose the people very carefully. And I also... I don't... A lot of them are not people that anyone knows. So they get to hear this fresh perspective from a badass business owner who's not on the podcast circuit because they don't actually do podcasts. They're coming on because they're my friend and they're opening up some vulnerable things about their businesses so that other business owners can learn about it. So it's been really fun to do. Very cool. Well, uh, definitely excited uh, to tune in on that uh, for ourselves. Uh, so congrats on, uh, on adding podcaster to your, uh, your list of, uh, of accomplishments and, uh, uh, accolades for sure. 
Thank you so much. All right, Pia. Uh, I think you've given our audience some amazing insights around social, around being authentic, around how to handle that stuff through crisis after crisis that we've had this year. Are you ready for our lightning round? Maybe. Let's see. <laughs> uh, all right, here we go. This, war- this year has been a lightning round, so okay, hit me. <laughs> uh, what is the best advice you've ever received? I feel like it's going to be the same I said last time because the best advice I ever received was if you have a lot on your plate, ask yourself what would happen if I didn't do it and then don't do it. And that will clear your calendar. Which of your personal habits has contributed most to your success? Oh, um, goal setting. (laughs) 100% goal setting. Sticking to uh, checking in on my goals. Can you share an internet resource, a tool, or an app that you're using these days that you think our listeners would find valuable? Um, Yeah, I use an app that you may not know called Unfold. It's for uh, making pretty Instagram stories, uh, images, and it's very cool. Awesome. We're going to definitely take a look at that. And uh, what book besides your own would you recommend and why? Well, I'm rereading for the hundredth time, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, because it never gets old. Uh, Those principles are probably the foundational principles in every other book that's amazing. Um, Stephen Covey just said it really well. And every time I read that book, I get something new out of it. And uh, everyone should read that book. Awesome. Well, actually, I don't think it's been mentioned on our program, or I'd have to go back and look at your no. old show notes to see. I, I don't remember it being mentioned on our program. So we will uh, definitely link out to that book as well as Unfold and lots of other great nuggets and takeaways from today's episode on our show notes page. So if you're on a run or you're in the car, check that out at eGurus.com forward slash podcast. And we'll also link out to uh, Pia's social channels, her website, her book, now her podcast as well. Pia, how can our audience find out more about you? Is there anything that you have they can check out? Uh, yeah, you can go to piasilva.com and you can check out my brand new, very excited about it, um, Show Your Business Who's Boss Crash Course, which I am selling for a dollar for the time being, just because I want people to put a little skin in the game. <laughs> I would say that's a little skid. That is a little skid. That is the definition the, of a no, little skid. The skin, the skin is not the money. The skin is the having to type the credit card in. <laughs> Ah, I'm going to give this business know, my credit card. I'm yeah. going to make it harder for you so that you really do it because I know if you do it, you will get a ton of value out of it. Very cool. We will link out to uh, to that uh, Show Your Business Who's Boss crash course. If uh, if you all have enjoyed what Pia has been talking about today, I highly encourage you to uh, take action, put some skill into the game and uh, check out yeah. her, her course, her podcast, her book, all that good stuff. Always a pleasure to have you on our program. Pia, thanks for being here. The pleasure is mine, Brent. Thanks so much. And that's it for this week's episode of the Digital Agency Show. Stay tuned each and every week for more great content coming to you to help you grow your digital agency so you can achieve freedom in business and life. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver. Thanks again for tuning in to the Digital Agency Show. Before we close out today, I want to check on your answer to my questions from the beginning of the episode. Are you stressed out? Cash crunched? Fed up with your business? Now, if you feel this way, you might think that you have a lead gen problem. Maybe it's the area you live in, or maybe this market has gotten too competitive. Maybe you think that your business can't be turned around. And I want you to think again. 
In my many years of experience, I can tell you now it's something much deeper that you're likely not even aware of yet. It's like a client who says they need a website, Facebook ads, or mobile app, but they don't even realize it's a deeper challenge that's blocking them from success. Now, if you'd like to find out what your deeper challenge is, I want to invite you to apply for a free agency freedom session where you can dig into those underlying issues in your business and get moving like never before. The aha moments that you're going to have will shift the way you think forever, and you'll finally get the answer to why your business hasn't taken off. The number one most important decision to rapidly grow your business starts by booking your agency freedom session today. Go to yougurus.com slash apply to start the application process for this free call. Once again, go to yougurus.com slash apply to get started. Thanks again for tuning in. Join us next week for another episode of the Digital Agency Show.